Your day has just begun. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hashtag NFL. Unfortunately, sometimes in this league, you, you get humbled, and certainly we got humbled, and like I said, it's, it's about how we respond to that, how we come back to work, how we stay together and get ready to play against a team that I know is going to be really hungry coming in here. That's Matt LaFleur, head coach of the Packers, after they get blown out by the Saints. Now they got the Lions coming up. Got to figure things out. After a horrible season opener. Betting on the Packers for a bounce back. Who do they play? The Lions. I think the Lions will sleep tonight. Niners running back Raheem Mostert will undergo season-ending knee surgery after multiple meetings with doctors. They were hoping minor arthroscopic surgery would fix the knee issue. Have him back in eight weeks, but he announced on social media his season is over. So is mine. NFL's kickoff weekend ended up having the second-highest TV ratings for Week 1 over the past five years. 17 million viewers on average across the 16 games on TV and digital properties. Not right. TV ratings. 7% increase over last year. Doesn't look like the league's going away. I, I would have bet that. I'll bet your house. The Saints had eight members of their organization test positive for COVID-19, calling into question their status for Sunday's game against the Carolina Panthers. That total includes six offensive coaches, a player, and the team nutritionist. Hmm. Well, if you believe the stats, they have a 90-something percent chance to survive it. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. As you guys know, I can't stand in any form of distraction. Um, So I'll discuss this today with the leadership council so that we can make sure that all of our energy and uh, all of our energy is on our preparation for Auburn. Look, I don't talk to anybody. I barely talk to my own family during the during the season. And, uh, you know, so I wouldn't ever talk about it, nor would I have even answer a phone call or anything like that. So um, I know nothing. Nor does it make me have any interest. That's James Franklin and Luke Fickle, the Penn State and Cincinnati coach on the USC coaching vacancy. You always hear that, that no distractions. So you're with these kids who are, you know, 18 to 22, 23, maybe 92 if you're at BYU or Stephen Covey or Britton Covey. Uh, and so, like, they have nothing. It's just football all day, every day. And they're not thinking about anything else. <laughs> Not possible. Let's <laughs> make a big deal. No distractions. <laughs> this is a huge distraction. USC, their money, their rep could come calling. Uh, sure, but I don't think they're going to come calling now. I mean, it's not like we're going to see, we've yet to ever see a college coach or pro coach for that matter. Your soccer guy was the first thing, I, first time I ever saw that. Leaving for an assistance job. Well, yeah. even a head coaching, but even worse. Uh, I don't know, even worse. I mean, more surprising, I guess, is probably the better verb, is that uh, uh, he did it in season. And I don't think we'll get to the point where we'll see a college coach, or a pro coach for that matter, beyond your soccer, to see him take another job 
on Tuesday and then be there Wednesday and the job he left. I just don't see it. So the job will be there and they'll have conversations if they're interested. They'll they'll have their representatives do it. So you could say, I, you know, I, I won't take a phone call, but you can make a phone call. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy I'm paying over here, he made a phone call. Yeah. And took multiple calls. Right. The key will be they'll want to leave to get a head start, whoever it is, assuming they're in a job. And obviously we talked yesterday about a couple of high-profile guys who aren't in a job, but they'll want to get a start on recruiting. Yeah, Nobody's going to leave in September to do that. Recruiting is star- is ongoing, though. That it is. So the assistants at SC can continue to do it. And why wouldn't you do it if you're an assistant at SC? Because it, And if you can get three or four or five guys and get them to stay, that's going to shine positive light on you to be able to re- be Absolutely. retained. Absolutely. So the recruiting, I, don't, I just don't think it's that big of a deal. And then they can continue to recruit. And they'll do it right after uh, the Monday after Thanksgiving. You'd have a whole month to decide. And, son, you know, if you're going to base your attendance at a school on one individual, there's no guarantee he's going to be there in two or three years anyway. So I, I just don't see recruiting as that big of a deal. And then with the transfer portal, you've basically got another nine months, eight months to handle that. And, that, and that's the direction we're going. You've got holes. You don't fill them with high school kids. You fill them. Look at, look at Utah, man. We made such a big deal. Wow, they've got kids from LSU and Oklahoma. And there's ro- a kid on the roster who looks like he'll be the star. Right. They so, rode yeah. the bench at LSU and Oklahoma, and they're riding the bench at Utah. <laughs> Division One Football Oversight Committee is considering a one-year waiver that would allow football programs to go over the yearly 25-player signing limit. In the proposal, which uh, is not finalized, college programs would be able to recoup an initial counter for every current player that transfers up to seven players and a max of 32. We speak English. Initial counter? What the hell does that mean? Our listeners don't know what initial counters mean. They're just going to have to loosen that number on 25 and 85 because there are too many guys transferring. It's because it's on the paper. You don't have to read it verbatim. I didn't. I skipped over some letters and initials re- there. You can replace seven transfers. You can sign your 25-man class with yeah. 32 players. That's, that's good. That's what I want. English. We're not talking to recruiting experts driving to work right now. DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. John Wall could be on the move again. The Houston Rockets and Wall have agreed to work together in an attempt to find a trade destination for the veteran point guard, He's 31. He's not expected to play for Houston. Team management and Wall mutually decided a bench role for him wouldn't be beneficial. So, Wall is due $91.7 million over the next two years. Could be on the move again. I know we're supposed to be cheerleaders for the NBA, but that is everything that's wrong. John Wall is owed $90 million. And he's just bouncing around between he's teams. He's 31 years old. Uh, he, How much is he The day he retires, he'll be forgotten. He's making that guaranteed $90 million. All right. For what? What has he ever done that deserves that kind of money? He's a five-time All-Star. Won a playoff series once in the East. The number one overall pick. 
What has he ever done to deserve that kind of money? We're giving P- you a couple. PK's of things, referring to winning. I'm sure. <laughs> I, we'll give you what, what we've got. Man, shocking. And in Houston, it's just constantly start over. At the start of every season, the message to the fan base is, uh, we're blowing this up and starting over. Come back in a while. Yeah, but they've won titles, so their fan base can understand it. Denver Nuggets forward Aaron Gordon has agreed to a four-year, $92 million contract extension. He joined Denver in March. Orlando traded him in a deal, and he fit in in Denver, so they're giving him four years and $92 million. That's half of John Wall's deal. Oh, that that that's it. He fit in. Yep. He didn't star. No. He fit in. No, they've got <sighs> they've got the MVP. He can't shoot a lick. I mean, he was blessed with all sorts of athleticism. Good for him. Jeez, man. But he's the what do you think on any given night at the fourth best player on the floor? He's okay. Yeah. And NBA players will not be will not have to get a vaccination for COVID nineteen. The league is about 80% vaccinated already. So they'd have to go through the Players Association. But employees will, but the players won't? Yeah, the employees are not. Officials and employees have to be vaccinated. Players are currently still being negotiated. Where's the consistency there? The the consistency is they're not represented by the NBA Players Association. That's not consistency. (laughs) That's the reason. That's the reason, but that's not the consistency. I get the reason. I know the reason, but where's the consistency? There is none. So the schlub who cleans the bathrooms has to get it? Yes. The ushers. I'm here for you, little man, because I am you. DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. He swings it to high drive, deep left field. Profar back at the wall. It is gone up into the bleachers. Buster Posey, first inning home run. Swung out, hit down to third, gloved by Justin Turner, sets his feet, throws to first, that's the ball game. And the Dodgers put another W in the back. 93 wins for the Dodgers, they clinch a playoff spot officially, so the Dodgers are heading to the postseason. It was inevitable, now it's official. 8-4, the Dodgers beat the Diamondbacks, so they are in as the Giants and Dodgers both race to 100 wins and beyond. Dodgers don't pick up any ground on the Giants. They beat the Padres 6-1. You heard Buster Posey hitting his 18th homer there to get things started. So the Giants stay two and a half games up on the Dodgers. The Dodgers have won five in a row and picked up no ground. They've actually lost ground because the Giants have won nine in a row. Are they peaking too early, PK? Can they sustain this for six more weeks? Why not? They've sustained it for six more months. So keep it rolling. Cardinals... Taking over the last wild card spot with the Padres ice cold and the Phillies ice cold. It's the Cardinals. A little four-game winning streak here, and they've moved half game up on the Reds, a game on the Padres, and three on the Phillies. So, taking over. American League, the Yankees have been in the dumper, but, man, the Orioles are good for what ails you, right? They have, like, five home runs. Yeah, hit five homers, one seven to two. The Orioles, they're not the 50 wins yet, but they might get there. So, Yankees picking up, picking up the victory there as they continue on in the wild card race in the American League. Salt Lake Bees lost to the Dodgers, eleven to seven in the series finale. Bees open a six game series in Reno tomorrow, seven thirty five. 
Ryan Braun, Milwaukee Brewers franchise home run king, announced his retirement. He's not played this season. Became a free agent when the Brewers declined to exercise a $15 million mutual option in his contract last October. So he's hanging it up with 352 career homers. Seattle's been chosen to host the Major League Baseball All-Star Game in 2023. So they're going up there. If you're a, if you're a Mariners fan, road trip! You have to be a Mariners fan to go to the All-Star Game? I was looking at the Mariners fan in here, suggesting it. No, you don't have to be a Mariners fan to go to the All-Star Game. <laughs> but for the person who is a Mariners fan in the next room, road trip! <laughs> Meh. DJ and PK. Hashtag RSL. RSL in San Jose to take on the Earthquakes tonight. 8-30. Earthquakes won the first matchup between these two teams, 2-1. Wondolowski came in off the bench and scored, scored two goals late. RSL. Oh, man. He's up for sixth man of the year? <laughs> I guess it would be 12th man of the year, right? I thought Seattle has that. RSL and San Jose in the middle of the playoff race. Seven teams for three spots. San Jose starts tonight. Three points behind RSL. I think RSL's won there like once in the last five years. Well, no time like the present. That is exactly true. Aaron Herrera is back. He was out for yellow card accumulation last game, suspended, but he's back. And Everton will be out yellow card accumulation for tonight's game. What is Trending is brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. There is no job too big or too small. Get the personal touch with Shamrock Plumbing. Call them at 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Coming up, Riley Jensen makes his weekly visit. He's going to be here at 8 o'clock, our college football insider. And Ryan Abraham, publisher and owner of uscfootball.com, will join us at 8.30 on USC's search for a new football coach and how they might perform this season with an interim coach. We'll talk with Ryan coming up at 8.30. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. and the Zone Sports Network is getting you ready for kickoff. The Aggies open Mountain West Conference play with a trip to the Air Force Academy for a showdown against the Falcons. Hear all the pregame action beginning with the Aggie pregame show this Saturday at 4.30 on the Zone Sports Network. From Monday morning to all the play-by-play action, nobody brings you better coverage of Aggie football than 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Lendright Mortgage will be live with us Friday morning to help you get the lowest rates on your new mortgage or refinance. Listen Friday morning and visit LendRightMortgage.com for more information. Okay. Question of the day. Has BYU arrived as a football program under Kalani Sataki? Hit us up on Facebook, DJ and PK, Twitter, David DJ James. Grab your phone, use our app, use the open mic feature, Send us your takes, and Yak will play them. Yak, Yak, Yak on heaven's door. Beat the Utes. Check that off the list. Daniel says arrived at what? Big 12 football conference? Checkmark joined it. Beat your rival for the first time since 09? Checkmark joined it. National ranking? Checkmark. Proving last year wasn't a fluke. However, 
Every week we'll see, including this week against Arizona State. So Daniel feels like okay, well, he's getting there, but he hasn't arrived yet. Then nobody's arrived if that's the Because everybody's barometer. got to prove it again next week. And yeah. Ohio State didn't prove it against Oregon. So have they arrived? You've got to prove it all night. Prove it all oh, night. night. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Good pull right there. Aaron. I was not a Kalani fan for a long time, but my mind is changing. First years were rough, but I think he's coming to his own, got the program where he wants it, and has a good staff. Hopefully, BYU will increase pay for his staff so he can keep them. Actually, the first year was the second best year they've had. Nine and four. <laughs> that was good. So, first year wasn't rough. And then it got rocky. <laughs> second, third, fourth years. Second year, obviously, about as rough as it's going to get. Another rough year like that, and there wouldn't have been a Kalani Sataki era. It would have been over. But mm-hmm. four and nine went to seven and six, went to seven and six again, then the eleven win season, and yeah. here we sit, two and zero. Oh, yeah, so got a little hostility on the page here, PK. Good, <laughs> Josh. <laughs> they arrived forty years ago. You can actually look it up and find stuff about Heisman and Outland winners, and even the national championship. Yeah, but I said under Kalani Sataki. Didn't oh, he? you wanted him to read the whole question. <laughs> He's a BYU fan who's been taking it for 10 years, and he is about to dish it back out. That's great, but that's telling me Charlie Brewer looked great in the Sugar Bowl. That's nice, and that's great, but he didn't look good Saturday night. Doesn't mean he can't look good this Saturday, but last Saturday he didn't. And the most important game of his Utah career to date, which is just barely getting started, it wasn't good. Not that it was all his fault by any stretch. Uh, So whatever you did is nice. But what are you doing? And for Kalani Sataki, it's important to have the program at a level that consistently win. That's what arrive means. Can it consistently win? Now, that doesn't mean going forward you're going to have a slew of 11-win seasons and you're going to win a slew of Big 12 championships. Back-to-back eight-win seasons would be good. He hasn't done that yet. Yes, he, way, he may well be on his way to it right now. I believe he needs six more. Good math. Nice. Solid. And, and other some... people may set the bar. How about back-to-back nine-win seasons? Okay, sure. And yeah. then you believe he needs seven more. Oh, oh. To do, uh, <laughs> to do the math. Yeah, we're kind of in a, in a little bit of a lull here because these games count. They're very important. Obviously, Saturday night, two ranked teams, blah, blah, blah. It's a big-time game. Uh, won't have the emotion of the Ute game, nor should it. But... Uh, but the funny thing is, he's answering and silencing his critics right now, right? Because so far, they've backed up last season, right? So last season, they get the 11 wins. Now they're 2-0. Uh, look like you know, look like they're going to be minimum 7-5, and five, if not more. And so that's going to be good. So I believe he's going to answer the critics from last year. And then... You know, Jaron Hall look like he'll he stands to reason if he's healthy, he should be better next season. So they'll probably be okay next season. But then it'll start over again when you go into the Big Twelve. Can you compete in the Big Twelve? So it's a little bit funky right now as we go. And I guess maybe to to an extent, y- y- everyone has to do that. Uh, but like Kyle Kyle Winningham doesn't have to answer. Am I a good coach? Now if they go. Uh, three and nine. Whoa! Then you have to answer it next year, right? Yeah. I understand that, but he won't be answering it. 
He's not answering it now. Well, even if the Cougars have two good seasons this year and next year, which they very well could have, it's going to start over again for the program. What can you do now? Because it was the same thing for the Utes. You know, they had been at a high level, and he had, uh, Kyle, obviously, as a Mountain West coach, had slam-dunked that answer, I'm really good at this level. He had to answer it again. It started from scratch. Now, he did. Took him a little bit, but he got there. And they are by far, by far, it's not even close, by far, the most stable program minimum in the South. And certainly one of the most stable in the conference. So he's, that question is long put to bed. Just to go to the numbers that we were just talking about with BYU, he's averaged over nine wins a year over six years in a row. That's great. So, as far as I'm concerned, that's really, really good. So he shut that down. So Kalani's going to have to do it now and then do it again in two years. But you really you wanted that because that meant you were in a conference and you got in to, you know, it's not the best, but I think it's pretty good. And then maybe they can grow. Who's to say, man, because these, these programs that they're bringing in are all in pretty good spots. I mean, unlike Colorado was a trash program when it, when it came in and really hadn't gotten a whole lot better uh, except for one season. Cincinnati and UCF really have it going. They really have it going. Yeah, so does BYU. Yeah. Right. Yeah, Houston's been a little up and down, but uh-huh. it wasn't that long ago they had it going. Right. Right. So, And they weren't as down as Colorado's been, that's for sure. Uh, so these four programs could actually add to the uh, national stature, and then somebody's going to emerge. I mean, we saw BYU emerge when the Arizonas left back in the 70s. Right, so you have to stands to reason some somebody in the existing eight, if not multiples, are going to be pretty good too. So I think it's a very solid conference going forward. And we've already spoken about basketball. I think it's a home run for basketball, but for football, which is most important, I think it's a, it has a great minimum start foundation and see how high it can get. So he's going to have to answer that, and that'll be really intriguing too. Now, along with that, is going to come some opportunities to bring in some more talent, some more money. So you would expect. Uh, both b- both of these coaches, interestingly, I think in two years are going to be under the spotlight. And by both, I mean Mark Pope. You know, Mark Pope is just the, the a bundle of energy. He's just a marketing genius. I, I've got to give it to him. But you've got to win in the NCAA tournament. You know, you you know, two years ago you didn't get a chance to go. Last year, your first round ends up being a Final Four team. All right, so it's kind of a bad draw. But over four, five, six years, you're not going to always draw in a first round the team that goes to the Final Four. So the pressure, and I think I saw some, I saw a piece uh, by Dick Harmon on this, I agree 100%, that the pressure on Mark Pope is going to rise a whole lot more. And that's, <laughs> but, but that's great. Yeah. You want that. Well, as the commissioner said, that league's in the RPI. It's one or two every year. year it's after a kid-butt basketball league. You cannot argue it. It's going to be so exciting. I look forward to it so much. I wish it was. I wish it was starting this right year. Right now, yeah. let's go. I mean, we got to get through uh, two more winters and then see what that man can do. I'm excited for his possibilities for sure, particularly with the transfer portal that he can really just. He's already done a phenomenal job on it, and my guess is that he'll do even more of a phenomenal job. But for right now, the football program can I define arrive as win consistently. And can they do that? It looks like the answer right now today is yes. Yes. But 
Are you worried about the emotional letdown coming out flat against ASU sure, and all that? Sure, but that's just one game. But even so, it's one game, and yeah. the schedule after that suggests there's another winning streak out there. Right. So, yeah, if they lose this game, it doesn't take away from what they did last week. I mean, because they don't have to necessarily be flat to lose the game. You can lose 31-28, you know, and not you're not necessarily flat. The other team made a play or two more. So be it. Those things, there's a winner and loser in every game. Those things happen. So, but it's not like you necessarily were flat. I think in, in their favor, they're saying that the Sun Devils, their best lineman is their center. They're saying he's probably not going to play. That's a major blow for those guys because that line has been patchwork since Herm has got there. And that's historically what they've been for many years. They usually don't have any trouble recruiting decent receivers and some guys who can run the ball. Uh, but in the trenches, they just don't. They are not anything close to an NFL pi- pipeline by any stretch. And he's got he's a three year starter, and now he's they're saying he's out. He hasn't been practicing, and hasn't even been at practice uh, because Herm opens up all the practices. Well, BYU's front defensive front is coming off a uh, a good performance against the Utes. So. Oh yes, yeah, Eminence front, and it's not a put on. Eminence front? Yeah. Eminence front! Eminence front! It's put on! Eminence front! Sunshine! People forget! Eminence front! We got more reaction flowing in. A Joshua Newman tweets at us. Can I defer my answer until Saturday night? No. <laughs> no, we need it for the show no, right now. sports radio, man. It's, it's, <laughs> Come on, Josh. On, we're, we're, we're built on clouds and sand here. <laughs> we reserve the right to re- change our opinion by 8 o'clock. New information, new opinion. <laughs> I may, look, hey, You don't even need new information. I change it three, four times in a segment, depending I've, on what you say. I've, I've noticed. <laughs> if I get too close to the truth, then just begin the personal attacks. And go! Eminence front, it's put on. I had not thought of that in a long time. I just heard it yesterday. It's satellite radio, man. You never have to have commercials. You just punch, 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 punch. <laughs> Jared says uh, to the question: Has uh, has the program arrived under Kalani? <clears throat> no, not yet. But this is the biggest step. To starting the process of arriving. You can't arrive if you've never been able to recruit top-tier athletes. With the Big 12, they may be able to land some of them. We'll see then. If they recruit four-star athletes consistently and win the Big 12 more than once, I think then they can say they've arrived. That's still a tall task with the honor code. See, I don't think it's about recruiting top-tier talent. It's developing top-tier talent. That's more important than recruiting it. Because what you're recruiting, top-tier talent, is based in high school. Right? And based on summer seven on seven and cone drills and shuttles and forty yard dashes and jumps and all the And all if you that deliver stuff. an NFL guy who comes in and kicks butt and wins big games, who cares yeah. what their star was when they showed up on campus? Right. Trevor Riley's told me he's a two star. Well he got to play in the NFL. Yeah. So who cared what his star was? And we've seen plenty of guys who've come with this, that, or that whatever ranking and not be living up to that ranking, which is to a degree arbitrarily assigned. I don't discount it completely, but I think most important is developing top-tier talent. 
And when you have five guys drafted off of one ball club, that means you developed or they developed in some combination thereof top-tier talent. The NFL thought highly of the talent to draft the player. And they're heartless. 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 <laughs> never, never out of control. Jonathan I, gives I'm us the, a, I'm in the concert mood tonight. I'm going clearly. to see John Party tonight. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Let you go. Jonathan says, maybe. Beating the Utes is a great step. Get back to me in six weeks. Well, then we'll know for sure, won't we? I guess it could be hanging in the balance in six weeks. Hanging in the balance. Yeah, but see, but that's the point. Anybody could tell you what right. happened. That doesn't right. take a talent. And five and three, if they win their last four and finish nine and three, then we can say I they was arrived. the lone wolf in the woods in the wild when I told you Zach Wilson would be a great quarterback and he would play in the NFL. And I took all sorts of shots from my own radio family, I might add, let alone all my numerous detractors. And they are numerous. And in the end, I stand tall. I was right. So anybody could tell you, oh man, Jack Wilson, as I look back, he had a phenomenal year, and most importantly, he had a phenomenal throw in the NFL tryout camp, known as Pro Day. Best throw I've ever seen. I just replayed in my mind. I'm telling you. When they get in basketball this year and they got that video, they should even do it here at Lavelle Over Stadium. They got a whole first, bunch of big screens. First the Ains shot. Yeah. And, and the, then the throw. Yeah. The Ains drive, the Ains play. It's okay. not just a the shot, actually, was the easiest part of the play. Pick it up at the inbound as they always do. And Ainge, man, he is lurking all over the place. You can't <laughs> really go anywhere is. in Provo without bumping into him. <laughs> I know. We were down there for the Big 12 thing. They had the hat pulled low, yeah. right past it. I'm like, hey! And he smiled and nodded, never broke stride. Well, he was there at the game uh, Saturday. It was Rome in the press box. Well, now that he doesn't have those pesky Celtic responsibilities. Yeah, as I understand it, the they moved back. He's got a home there somewhere in the ghettos of Provo. The what? Yes, the ghettos <laughs> of Provo. <laughs> High on the top of Y Mountain. I don't know where he lives, but I've I've been informed that uh, he's taken up residence there. So they should play that. Play that and then the throw. And then let's follow it up with the pass. McMahon, uh, the the tight end, was named Brown. And then uh, who was the guy, unfortunately, passed? Morrell with that great tackle, leaping over the the pile of line of scrimmage and pulling the running back down in Hawaii at like the – half an inch line or something like that. Some of the great plays in BYU. And then, of, of course, you finish it off with back to Harleen. Justin says, here's the thing. Let's list teams BYU has beaten in recent years. Texas, USC, Tennessee, Wisconsin, Michigan State, Utah, along with uh, several other Pac-12 teams. BYU is talented. I fully expect a couple of years of climbing and building in the Big 12, just like Utah did with the Pac-12. Eventually, BYU will bump up another level. Good times. Love having a Pac-12 and Big 12 football in the state. How great is that? Well, I'd agree with that, but I think there's a little bit difference. I'm going to have a higher standard for the Utes going in. You mean for the, the Cougars. Cougars? Excuse me. Yes, correct. Because it was basically a one-year deal. Here, it's a two-year. So everybody that you're going to recruit, aside from the transfer portal, who may be a one and dunner, is going to be, especially with them, with the missions, 
that are going to be recruited into the Big 12. So if you're not recruiting Big 12 talent now, something's wrong, right? Because they then they love to tell you 82% serve missions into 75 countries and they speak 42 languages, and fine. Build that up. Mamas and papas, religion is important to them. I get it. So why wouldn't you promote that? Absolutely. It's a tool for that segment, and that's the most significant segment by far on your roster. So of course you need to build that up. A- absolutely. Bronco did it. Kalani does it a little more lower key, uh, but Bronco did it, and uh, absolutely. But every one of those kids who is going to go and serve will be a Big 12 player from the first day they arrive on campus if they leave right out of high school. So you already know that. So you've got more lead time than the Utes had. Have they been scaling up on this independent schedule? It's not the same. You don't have what do you the mean, power have they been five scaling up recruiting. Uh, yeah, who they recruit and and the talent they get. You don't have. I mean, it'll still be an adjustment going to the Big Twelve, and you will have the Big Twelve logo and the official Power Five designation as opposed to existing in a gray area. Not in a G five conference. I don't, I see, I don't think teams. it was a gray area because they've established themselves. This is who we are. Well, and that maybe shortens the curve a little bit too. I agree with you. And then also. They're going into a league where the big dog is leaving, and the Utes went into a league where the big dog was still there. Oregon didn't go anywhere. Had yeah, a blip for a game. Right, but as far as trying to win it, <laughs> you know, Utah ran up against Oregon in a title game and got drilled. And we're going to judge BYU. Oh, yeah, now, to the point, about, into it? the point about going eight or nine at the same time, seasons. They, they, they ran into Oregon. You're acting like Oregon. They also laid 60 on Oregon, too. Yeah, they did. Well, so. Oregon definitely had the blip. I mean, they had that <laughs> four-win season or five-win season, whatever it was. Nate says, remember, Gary Croton started out 10-0 and in 2000. Actually, started out 12-0, and but he did start 10-0. and Well, in order to get to 12, got to have 10 we, first. All right, he we, started out 7-0. and <laughs> He started out 9-0. <laughs> and Let's fix every number. Uh, remember, Gary Croton started out uh, undefeated in 2000. We all know how that turned out. We'll take 10-year assistant Kalani back if things don't work out. Lots of big boy football to be played. And Nate does have the Ute logo as the avatar. Well, that, but that's on the yet. level that you always are have to prove yourself, though. So if you want to go that way, let's get Clay Helton on the phone. You've never I mean, arrived. Yeah. Thanks for the Rose Bowl, Clay. Here's $12 yeah. million and the yeah. door is on your left. You have to prove yourself constantly. This is a what have you done. No doubt about it. I get it. So, but see, he wants where there is, the question isn't a question. It's already been answered. That's the whole point of this. And the essence of sports talk radio is to to debate drivel and to... to, (laughs) To put that out there. BYU football fans would <laughs> prefer if you didn't refer to winning big football games as drivel. Well, but it's all, it's, it's all, there is no right or wrong. You can't say that because there isn't conclusive proof. That's why you're debating it. Because if there was conclusive proof, you wouldn't debate it. Has Alabama arrived? Debate. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> Until they beat the Dolphins, I'm yeah. not convinced. So that's the whole point of the question. The question of the day is something that is debatable. Have they arrived? Not, we're not going to wait five years 
and have them average uh, in, 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 in five years look back and say, well, they, have, they won 50 games. Well, then that's not a question. There is no question. The answer is obvious. So, no, don't wait. That's not the point. The point is to talk about it now. Call your shot, man. Put yourself out there and say, this is what I think. And Tony Romo saying he thinks Zach Wilson is going to be a phenomenal quarterback, right? He's not waiting until he's won two Super Bowls. Yeah, he's a, he's a phenomenal quarterback. Well, everybody knows it at that point, right? Tony Romo's making his mark, telling you the play as they break the huddle. Not, well, they just ran that. Well, I, I can see for myself what they just ran. Ron says Kalani has proven he's ready to get a huge pay raise and take over for Wit. When Kyle retires. Sorry, Zoobs, you may have won a game, but you're still just our farm system. Hashtag little 12. <clears throat> Apparently, the rivalry lives on. That it, game it, doesn't matter. Well, it, I mean, it matters, but at the same time, they've won 9 out of 10, which is no slouch. I'm not, I'm not sitting here saying BYU is overtaking Utah as the premier program in the state by any stretch. I mean, that's not going to happen. Uh, they did win one game, and good for them. Uh, and it was great, great moment in their in their time. And it was, I think, it was his best victory since he's gone independent. It, it was the most important one, topping USC. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I would, I would, to me, right now, I would put uh, Wisconsin up there. Another good one because that that was there. Uh, here, the other two are home games, and you're you're facing a, a literally a first year freshman quarterback in his second or third start in the SC game, and yeah. it was his first road game. Uh, I mean, what do you expect? I mean, let, let's not forget Slovis was a freshman. It's a great win, and that's the last time they stormed the field. It was fun. It was fun to be there that day, uh, but nevertheless. In the circumstances, I, I put the, at least the, to me the Wisconsin win was more improbable uh, because I I know some people at SC, uh, one of their administrators who's been there for fifty years, and he had told me in the summer I saw him in the summer when I was down there that and that's probably my my bias closeness to the situation where I don't have any contacts at, at uh, Wisconsin. Wisconsin, yeah. But somebody tells you this guy's good. But right. they'll be growing pains. And, and they, they had said that there was some issues. It wasn't so much with Slovis. It was the, the, from the defensive end. No. Oh. And that they were talking about that, the, the, the circumstances. But nevertheless, that was a great win. And, you know, uh, you beat, anytime you beat a Pac 12 team, it, it, where Utah, where BYU was. Now, going forward, like in 24, 25, 26, shouldn't be that as big of a deal. Then it'll depend on the team. It'll be fun, but it shouldn't be as big of a deal. Anytime you beat somebody of a stature is fun. Yes, I understand that. That's the whole point of playing the game is to win the thing, to quote my guy Herm. Uh, but it shouldn't be as uh, big of a deal. You know what I mean? Like you guys, you say Santa State, you should never beat – uh, Pac-12 teams. Well, now they do all the time. Nice! You know, Got that first win ever against UCLA. Snapped the losing streak against Arizona. I think they're like 6-2 and two in their last eight games against Pac-12 teams. So it's, it's, been like, going, it's been going well for them and yeah. the whole Mountain West. Actually. So I was like, yeah, yeah. okay. So I'm sure they're not jumping up and down. I mean, they're beating. They think, well, great, we won that game. Now we got a tougher game this week. 
DJ and PK, Riley Jensen, College Football Insider. We'll hit him with the question coming up at the top of the hour. And Ryan Abraham from uscfootball.com at 8.30. And we come back. I, I got to throw something out there that I just don't get. And I need people to explain it to me. Because I don't understand it. Why anybody would do this is beyond me. Laying it on thick. Can't wait to find out That's what it the is. the truth. We'll get to that next. Stay with us. Now let's get this party started. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on the Zone Sports Network. James Empey. What happens in that locker room? You guys come off the field. Uh, kind of take us through. Do you sit and wait? Does Kalani come in? Like, who's addressed and how does that go? Coach addressed us, you know, talked about players that had a big game. We recognized all the coordinators, both A-Rod and E and Coach Lamb on special teams for their role and having us prepared and then just had a dance party and it was a good time. <laughs> <laughs> Are you dancing or are you just kind of letting everybody else do their thing. We got to watch E-Dance and A-Rod dance and all those guys. And uh, then I think we finished with the electric slide, so that was a, that was a block. <laughs> there you go. You Hanson Scotting. Weekdays from 10 to 2 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. DJ PK in the morning is proudly presented by Mark Miller Subaru. All right, PK, you had a tease there before the break. And when you talk like that, I'm curious what it was that cracked you up or amazed you, because I don't believe you are genuinely befuddled. Oh, oh right. I am totally befuddled. I did not get infuriated out of that. You seemed more well, mystified. Maybe not infuriated. Yeah, infuriated. mystified was where I thought. Yeah. Okay, that's accurate. You're right. Uh, mystified. There's no question I'm mystified why anybody would do this. And I need people to get on our app and tell me why in a crap you would do this. Because this makes zero sense to me. There is no way I would do it under any circumstance. Absolutely not. Complete and total non-starter. And I don't even have a, a union representing me. <laughs> what are you talking about? Like the vaccine. They say you oh, should be the, players, the, the, yeah, yeah. the unions and non-starter. So they negotiated it out. So I don't know. On Tuesdays, I go out and play this little men's league at, at River Oaks. Oh man, I was I was I was kicking butt yesterday, man. If I could do that on fire, birdie machine. I had one. We just we walk nine. Takes about ninety minutes, and uh, it's a lot of fun. Been doing it with the same guys for years, and uh, yeah, I, I was one over. I just uh, and I and I and, and they do this thing. You win you win pro shop. Uh, you don't win money, but you win. Uh, like a gift certificate or a value inside right. spend in the pro shop yeah so you get essentially if you play well you get freebies in the pro shop yeah 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 and so they have things called skins and deuces and the, if you win a skin you get a certain amount of pro shop money uh, but you gotta have the lowest score on the hole a lot of times people people tie but if you get a deuce which is a two most likely a birdie on a par three even if there's 20 people you still get some all right, and I did, and I did knock in a bird, and then I had another one on the the, the following par three that we both well, the guys I was with we thought it was in, and it just lipped out, man. I screamed out the s word when it didn't go. That'd be suck. Uh, but nevertheless, it was a fun time. But the guy's telling me while we're playing, he's telling me that there's some play back in town, uh, and. He said uh, a friend of his wife's called and said, hey, do you want to go? She was interested. He said, but the tickets, one ticket to go see this play, this Hamilton thing, something or other, one ticket, $400. 
There is no, no way. <laughs> I would pay $400 to go see a play. And would you I pay, believe... Would you pay $400 to go see anything? Would you pay $400 to go see Arizona State in a Rose Bowl? No. Would you pay four? Have you ever paid four hundred dollars for a concert? You're a concert guy. You go to a lot of concerts. Going one tonight. But you never paid four hundred bucks. Four hundred bucks. Four hundred bucks to go no, to anything. No, because the for problem with that hours. is it's eight hundred. So you'd pay two hundred, two of you for four hundred, but not one of you. Is that what you're getting? Well, at? I don't want to pay eight hundred because you're right. I get it. You're not going somewhere by yourself, and you and your wife are going to go. I've been to one concert. No, actually, I've been to two by myself. You were on the rug. Yeah. Just killing time. Yeah, had great times. But yeah, exactly. Right. So, I'd have to pay double. You know, that's why that six or seven hundred dollars. Four hundred bucks. At Pebble Beach is enticing, but it'd be fourteen hundred bucks. So, it's not enticing enough. <laughs> and then I got some ding-dongs around town who text me, Yeah, I'm on the third hole of uh, Pebble Beach. It's really nice. Yeah, shut up. <laughs> Had that multiple times. Hilton Head's really nice. It's a golf haven. You should come. Yeah. Thank you, Kevin. Obvious. How much does it cost? I don't know. It's for free. <laughs> <laughs> People making millions getting stuff for free. Yes. Uh, but for them. How could you possibly pay four hundred dollars to go see this play? And you're, I believe you're asking, no, you know you're asking the wrong there's person. There's no right? true hardcore sports fan right now. Any guy or no, I want a guy. Any guy listening to us, if you would pay $400 or have paid $400 to go see this play, I want you to identify yourself and tell me how could you possibly do that. There is no way I could fork over that kind of cash to go watch some singing and dancing on stage. <laughs> zero, zero, zero. And the Corner Canyon basketball coach agrees with me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Because my wife was telling me, she just happened to have it be in a conversation yesterday. She's telling me, yeah, it's some play, but my husband always says, if they're singing and dancing, I'm, I don't want to go. And he says, man, I like that guy. <laughs> <laughs> totally against the Never singing met and me. dancing. <laughs> yeah, but that's all these plays are. They're just singing and dancing. Well, that, this Four one. Four hundred dollars singing and dancing? I Hamil- know the high school thing. Hamilton is history, too, but I get your point. They're singing. Are they singing and dancing? They are singing and dancing. Well, they don't actually, they don't dance that much. They sing. But there's not a lot of dancing going on. They ain't singing any songs I like, any songs I can understand. It ain't. Today's country or classic rock, and if it ain't in those two categories, wait, 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 I don't wait, wait. want it. Open your mind, I've been told. Open your mind to new things. And I did. And now it's <laughs> shut again. Oh, okay. <laughs> and that's enough of the new stuff. And I'm going to see John Party tonight. I'm open. I like his You're music. Open to country music. Today's, which is just basically pop. It's like I love Old Dominion, and I'm going to go see them in November. Well, all they are is just today's version of the Eagles. My Eagles when I was growing up. Now I got these guys. It's the same thing. I'll give you that one. That's yeah. pretty close. Yeah. Yeah. But this, how can you possibly pay $400? I want to hear one person justify $400 to go watch some strangers up there singing and dancing. And you got to get all dressed up, too. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. That sounds like torture. It's like paying 400 bucks to go to church. <laughs> Depending on the ties, PK. 
Depending on the on what? The tithe. Oh, tithe. I thought you said tithes. No, the tithe. The tithe? There, there are probably people out there, they're entrepreneurs. And I want my money back from my tithing. I paid it, and now you did something with it I didn't like. Give me my money back. Entrepreneurs. That's fresh, as fresh as today's fresh news. Today's, I was. I was about to say that. Was, <laughs> you took it right. Fresh as today's headlines. Yeah, there's some entrepreneurs near BYU Lone Peak who... Uh, you know, live a stone's throw from the church. You're like, mm, I pay 400 bucks a week when I go there. So, <laughs> okay, yeah, but that's a privilege. Is that at the 10%? If you're paying 400 bucks a week, you're making $4,000 a week. So Come on. You're rolling pretty good there. Yeah. Jeez. That's why you live near BYU Lone Peak. Holy <laughs> freak, that kind of cash. I didn't, I didn't put you out near the new Cedar Valley High, did I? No, I put you near BYU Lone Peak. Man, alive. Who would possibly pay $400 to go sit there dressed up for two hours and watch somebody sing and dance? Well, I don't get apparently it. Apparently a couple thousand people, because that thing usually sells out. I don't get it. All right, DJ and PK, there you go. Riley Jensen, College Football Insider, joins us next. Has BYU arrived under Kalani? Ryan Abraham, publisher and owner of uscfootball.com at 830. Stay with us.